Welcome to Taking the High Road, the Driver Reach and Freightways production. I'm your host, Jeremy Raymer, founder and CEO of Driver Reach, the modern recruiting and compliance solution. On this show, I interview industry experts and thought leaders who bring their insights to the driver lifecycle as we discuss the industry's greatest challenges, driver recruiting and retention. I appreciate all the positive feedback on the show. Please remember to rate and review Taking the Higher Road, whatever platform you use to listen. I'm joined today by one of my very best friends in the trucking industry, Max Farrell, co-founder and CEO of WorkHound. Welcome to the show, Max. So great to see you. It's great to see you as well, Jeremy. Uh, we, we go back a number of years, uh, and I always enjoy our conversations and the opportunities to uh, present on the topics of recruiting and retention together, whether that's in person or online. Um, I'd like to spend our time today touching briefly on your background, you know, for the very few who don't already know you. I'd like to talk about what WorkHound does and, and how you've evolved over the past couple of years. I'd like to learn more about uh, the feedback loop you often refer to, and, yeah. uh, and I'm hoping you'll share what the future holds for WorkHound, uh, especially in light of the recent capital funding you received. And of course, we'll also answer a question submitted by a listener during our Deeper Dive segment. Does that all work for you? Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. By the way, is that is that neon over your shoulder? It, it definitely is. Yeah, we... Uh, um, when, uh, when we, we hit our, uh, first million dollars in, in revenue, um, I told my co-founder, we're getting neon sign and, uh, given everyone's remote right now, instead of it being outside our office, the best place is right here. It gets more, uh, more views than, um, on in downtown Chattanooga. So, uh, yes, it is neon. Well, and downtown Chattanooga, that's where freight waves is. So, uh, so that's, that's great. They might be able to see it from across the street. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wave at him on my way home. Now, um, before we dive in, though, I'm curious, uh, if there are any recent books that you've read that you'd like to maybe recommend, anything you'd suggest? Yeah, so I'm a, uh, I'm a big believer in, in reading fiction at the end of the day. Like the last thing I need when I go to bed is to read a business book and feel how inadequate I am in life. And so I'm, I've been a big science fiction reader lately. Uh, one of the books that I, I really uh, read through um, at a pretty rapid rate was Project Hail Mary by uh, Andy Weir. Uh, he's the writer behind um, uh, the, the Martian uh, that, that got turned into a movie with Matt Damon. Um, so really enjoyed that one. Uh, so, yeah, again, for me, it's uh, usually trying to find science fiction and, and literally go to a different world when, when I read this stuff, because um, uh, certainly ours can be plenty stressful. Well, speaking of, I, I read mostly nonfiction, but the few times that I've read fiction over the last couple of years, one of them was a book about this global pandemic that destroyed, eradicated most of the earth. It's like bad timing for that one. So, yeah. That's, talking uh, about going to bed and escaping. No, that didn't, that didn't help. I mean, it's it futuristic. There. That's for sure. <laughs> it's anxious. Um, so let's start with your background. You know, for those yeah. who aren't uh, familiar with you, can you provide a little background on, on Matt Sparrow? Who is yeah. that? So first and foremost, I'm, I'm from Arkansas uh, originally, um, and uh, I uh, got a chance to uh, go to a, a liberal arts college in, in Iowa and then cut my teeth working in tech startups in, in Iowa. And uh, a few years in, I, uh, I quit my job uh, because I was really fascinated about helping people love the work they do. And after some different experimentation, uh, I was really fortunate that a mentor pushed me towards the, the trucking industry. Um, and uh, I was fascinated by the challenges that are here, you know, the high turnover rates, um, the average age of drivers increasing and um, and really a, uh, a, a driver shortage. And so um, what I saw in digging into the turnover rates was that a lot of these guys quit because they don't feel respected and they don't feel like they have a voice. And the only options for them had been exit interviews and annual surveys. 
Um, and so we, uh, we wanted to build something to help companies be proactive instead of reactive. And I know we'll talk a little bit more about what WorkHound does to you later. Um, but before we even started the company, I got in a truck and rode across the country. I'm a big believer in operating with empathy. My background is sociology. And so rode with a guy from Iowa to Los Angeles. So I've slept in the truck, ate in the truck, showered at truck stops. Um, if you dig deep enough on the internet, there's a video of me uh, in the back of a Peterbilt uh, where I'm freestyle rapping with this truck driver who's also a DJ. Um, he's, uh, he's DJ Junie C. He's also known as the turntable trucker. Um, so yeah, there's a video of him DJing, me freestyling. We're, uh, we were detained for seven hours in South LA, so there wasn't much else to do. Um, so that's really what got me to fall in love with the industry. It's the, the stories and the serendipity that, that comes from being here. Well, first of all, the uh, the link to the video. I'll make sure that uh, that, that, that that's uh, <laughs> people that's can well find that one. Huh? We show it. Yeah, I've seen it, and it's that's fun. And being detained in uh, in, in South LA, I don't know. That's <laughs> when you said that at first, I was a little concerned. But I see it was just it was just because you were you know waiting to get unloaded. Detention time. Or, yes. Right there, you go. Um, you mentioned Arkansas, so yes. I, I assume you you must be a member of the Arkansas Trucking Association. The, uh, the Arkansas Trucking Association was a big catalyst for, uh, for WorkHound getting started. I have to give a shout out to uh, Shannon Newton. Um, she helped connect us early on to, to people, help me learn about the industry. Um, and so it's been fun to, uh, to um, you know, maintain that relationship and, and show that growth over the six or seven years since we've been around. It's a great, great estate association for sure. Definitely. And she's a forward uh, thinking leader, uh, also uh, share the same sentiment. Um, but I saw this magazine and uh, and I couldn't think, Max, he's arrived, right? This is uh, Max on the front cover of the Arkansas Trucking Report. This is a magazine that they put out. And this is a great magazine. And, you know, you're, I know you you must be recognized that you're in really good company when you <laughs> are also sharing the uh, cover with me. Now, when you have others like Rebecca, you know, Brewster from Atri on there, you're like, okay. If, if, if that's the company I'm associated with, then I feel like I've arrived. So, yeah. Um, I think we both, we both, uh, both did well. Yeah. You, uh, a little envious that you were first, but we are where we are. Well, and I was in the middle, this is, that was early in the, in COVID era. So, um, now let's talk about, uh, you know, just the, just the challenges that, that we've yeah. been facing for years. Right. I mean, you know, everyone knows how big of a challenge the driver recruiting is. And, you know, last year, I think, was dubbed, you know, retention is the new recruiting. We mm -hmm. said that all the time. Um, we all recognized how critical it was to to keep the drivers, you know, the companies keep the drivers they already had. Can you share with the audience exactly what WorkHound does? Um, yeah. So when, uh, like I said, when we started the company, we saw this these really high turnover rates in the industry, and uh, a lot of these guys quitting because they don't feel respected, they don't feel like they have a voice, and there weren't great options for companies to really get a pulse on on their people. And so we wanted to do something to help companies be proactive instead of reactive, but also for drivers and, and frontline workers out there, um, get their voice heard. Um, because at the end of the day, if, if you don't feel heard, you're going to either fight or leave. And often there's plenty of other jobs out there. So a lot of people, uh, the only power they have left is with their feet to leave and go somewhere else where, where they hope to be heard. Uh, so with WorkHound, our goal is to create a, a real-time feedback loop with uh, between the drivers and the company. So in 90 seconds or less, um, drivers can share what's on their mind anonymously. And all the feedback is open-ended because we, we don't know what we don't know. And so we want um, companies to unearth what are their blind spots from their people 
and uh, and be able to understand where do we need to focus that maybe we didn't need to previously. You know, WorkHound is not your traditional survey where it's management saying, we think we know what the issues are, but if your turnover rate's 95%, you, know, you don't know everything. And uh, so we certainly want to help fill in those blind, spot, blind spots. So I, I know you've come a long way over the past few years. Um, how would you how would you describe that journey and, and and what have you learned about the industry and and about your customers' needs? Because it's 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 applicable to you as well, right? I mean, you can't just think that you know and then build something and 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 evolve. You you need to get that feedback from your customers as well. So how how you know you know how what have you learned and you know and and especially about your customers' needs? Yeah, so I've learned a, a ton, um, and then there's certainly you know we could talk hours about all all the learnings over the past few years, but you know, first off, this is a relationship-based industry. And so getting your first five to 10 customers in, in this industry is really hard. You have to dig in deep and, and build relationships with people. And that takes trust building, which which takes time. Um, and uh, and another thing is I'm a big believer in operating with empathy. You know, I've done ride-alongs before we started the company and we partner with companies that that feel the same way. So early on when we uh, at WorkHounds, a big value proposition for us was helping companies address these intervenable issues. And so we built a process where companies, if a, uh, if a driver shares feedback and they're anonymous, there's a process where the company can request to connect to this anonymous driver in order to address their issue. And uh, last year, we actually saw that there were over 9,000 retention opportunities that companies got through WorkHound by being proactive instead of reactive and using that feature. Um, but as, as we've evolved as a company, what we've seen is that Driver feedback, workforce feedback is operational intelligence. It really is a goldmine. And so instead of just using it to address one-off issues, more companies are using it to, to help guide strategy and, and determine what are the, the trends inside our business and the adjustments that we need to make in order to improve. And it's really those, those big picture strategic changes that lead to a company seeing 20, 30, 40, 50% reductions in annualized turnover, which we've got plenty of case studies where companies have seen that. Um, and it's because they they really approach work um, in partnership with WorkHound with a culture of uh, embracing a culture of curiosity, you know, saying, you know, what are our people wishing and wanting and thinking and feeling? And how do we digest it and prioritize the different things to work on? And WorkHound has been a, a, a big partner for, for those carriers to help them achieve that. Well, you mentioned operational intelligence, and it reminded me, although you didn't ask me there are any books that I've read that I liked uh, that, that I'd like to share, but uh, there's one that I am actually almost finished reading right now. It's called Winning on Purpose, and it's by the author uh, and the creator, I guess, the founder of uh, the Net Promoter uh, Score, and conceptually very similar. Just that concept in general is you want to get that feedback, and it's not to just check a box, but if you really want to improve, you really want to uh, be better, then what you do with that is really important. So anyway, that just reminded me of that, and. Uh, and so really cool. Uh, it's, it's a new book. It came out late in 2021. Um, I do have a question, though. So who's who's your biggest competition? Because I, I don't think there are many companies out there who are focused on retention and specifically in the driver space. Yeah. So our, our biggest competition is is the status quo. It is uh, companies saying, uh, you know, we don't have a problem. Um, and so, you know, a company that's at 70 percent annualized turnover in pretty much any other industry in North America, they'd be like, oh gosh, like this is, how do we fix this issue? But in, tr in trucking, they say, you know, we're 25 percentage points better than the national average. We're feeling pretty good. 
Um, so, th- so that's probably the, the biggest one is companies just not um, seeing that there's an opportunity to become an even better version of themselves. Um, and then the, the other is companies saying, well, hey, we can build a feedback loop our, ourselves. And you certainly can. Like, I'm a huge believer. Listen to your people. Just make sure you have a, a commitment to the entire process of listening, acting and responding to your workforce. And that it's really hard to do. You know, for us at WorkHound, we've invested millions of dollars into our product to, to make it where companies can scale themselves and, and communicate to hundreds, if not thousands of their people on an ongoing basis. And it's, uh, it's tough to do. Um, and so, you know, if companies can, can figure out a way to do it, more power to them. Um, but it's, uh, it's, it's tough to figure out how to communicate at scale. And we can certainly support that. Well, you put a lot of uh, a great content, you know, whether that's through um, case studies, webinars, blogs, you know, you often refer to the feedback loop that you just kind of uh, hinted on. Can you describe, you know, what that is, maybe break that down a little bit and, and then what the significance is in relation to driver retention? Why, why that entire process is so critical and not just, you know, maybe one segment of it? Yeah, for sure. Well, first off, thank you for, for the kind words about the, the marketing uh, content. I have to give a shout out to Katie Love from our team. She's done a, a great job build, building that part of our, our business out. Um, in regards to the, the feedback loop, uh, you know, getting feedback is good. Um, doing something about it is, is even better. But telling people what you did, that's the cherry on the Sunday. And so you really have to have all, all three components in order to make it work. So if you're going to get feedback and do nothing with it, that's not very impactful. And people may get a little jaded by that. Uh, and so when, when you're listening to feedback, it's really important to have multiple ways to act on it. And that can be just at an individual level. It can just be addressing somebody's issue or even just responding back to them and explaining, um, hey, you know, you said you asked, why don't we have purple trucks? Well, our company colors are red and white. So that's why we don't do purple. Um, but just being able to, to explain back to people can, can go a really long way, um, both at the individual and the, the entire group level. And just following up to close the feedback loop is so important because it shows, hey, we as a company, we're listening, mm-hmm. we're working to get better, and your voice matters at, at our company. And that's really the difference between uh, someone that's uh, you know getting hit up for new recruiting opportunities all the time to go jump to another company. That's the difference between them staying or them saying, you know what, this is my company of choice. I'm going to ride it out here because they really are committed to getting better. And often that's all we can ask for. Yeah, they know they know you're listening. They know that it matters. And, uh, and, and it's a goodwill opportunity missed otherwise. Yeah. You know, uh, I think them, a driver knowing that, that you've done, you've heard what they suggested. You looked at it from a few different angles and decided to put it into practice and they should know, and they should be, you know, uh, you know, have a, a nice pat on the back for them for, um, for providing that, that insight or feedback. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, from all the, you know, customer interactions you had over the years, could you maybe provide is there a, like a practical tip or takeaway that you might suggest uh, for the audience, something that they could take away from this conversation and maybe immediately put into practice something that we haven't already uh, touched on? Yeah. So, so one of the, the, the biggest things to make an initiative like this uh, successful is to have top-down buy-in. Um, and so I'm sure that there's some people listening that are wondering, you know, how do I get leadership involved? And um, you know, really change starts at, at the top. And one of the biggest things that we learned is that somebody may have a budget to, um, to partner with us at, at WorkHound, but if they're just off in their own little corner and aren't, isn't sharing this feedback with other people inside the organization, it's not as impactful because multiple eyes need to see what, what are the gut punches that we're getting 
so that uh, we we can improve. Uh, and I'd say the the other thing, uh, a lot of companies will will think that um, all this feedback is going to be just a complaint fest, but a third of our data consistently is positive, and that's a huge opportunity to share those attaboys inside the office or use those testimonials as recruiting material or share on social media. Um, so there's a lot of value that you can unlock with with feedback, but you got to make a commitment to listen to it and then start to do something about it. That's a fantastic point. I'd never really thought of that. And I would imagine most people in the same way think, oh, it's 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 always negative and oh, there's a suggestion that no, we can't all of a sudden double your you know pay over to, starting tomorrow. I mean, you, but but to your point, that is a channel to constantly get feedback. And especially when it's good, you can certainly leverage that from a from a marketing, recruiting, advertising standpoint. And then obviously when it's bad, you can do something about it. I always prefer to hear bad news because that gives you an opportunity to do something about it, uh, affect change. But um, that makes a lot of sense uh, on the, on the, uh, with the good news. And one thing, you know, I, prior to driver reach, I owned a, a fleet and as well as a, a I was an employer of uh, up to upwards of 500 uh, full-time and part-time truck drivers. And, uh, and I was one of those people who said, let's, we need to do this. We need to focus on this. Even though our turnover was, we, we did a really good job. It mattered a lot. And we had great uh, rapport and uh, with our drivers, but still uh, we, we engaged. Uh, and this is, I mean, with WorkOut. And I think uh, our leadership was like, I think we can do this ourselves. And you know what? We never did. <laughs> so, so that's another, you know, back to, yeah. And we, and we didn't do anything uh, now. In our defense, I think we would have eventually. I think within within a year or so, I ended up selling the company uh, altogether. And so, um, but I think you know when you talked earlier about companies that are uh, or you, what your biggest competition was, I was a perfect example of that. And so, uh, I, I certainly regret that. Um, I do want to. Uh, this is a good opportunity, I think, to get into the deeper dive question uh, submitted by one of our listeners. And uh, the question is: I've tried to convince my boss that we need to invest more in retention, but I'm not getting anywhere. Any advice? And she, uh, I won't say her name or the company name, but thoughts on uh, any any advice for how how can we get somebody who maybe is not in a management position to convince you know their superiors on the merits? Yeah. So you know, first off, the the labor market is is challenging everywhere. It is challenging for professional drivers. It's even challenging for, for skilled, uh, experienced people inside the, the office, inside trucking companies as well. Um, and so, you know, for, for leaders, I'd say you should probably listen to your people if they're pushing for something, because if people feel ignored and, and rejected, they'll, they'll leave and go find that, that company culture that does support them and, uh, and, and their, their beliefs. Um, but the, in, in regards to how do you convince leaders? I mean, first off, there's, there's two types of, of leaders. There's the leaders that, um, embrace change and, and really uh, are, are committed to, to change and understanding how might we. And then there's the, the other type of leader that, that buries their head in the sand that, you know, it's just their arms are crossing. You know, we've always done it this way. Why are we doing something different? Um, and those sorts of leaders are tough to convince. Um, sometimes it takes a, a massive gut punch for, for them to, to start to change their mindset. And change is the only constant right now. If, if a company is not innovating and evolving right now, they're going to get beat in the market. Uh, you know, one of the things that, that continues to hold true is that people think they own space and markets, but we don't. We, we just rent space and the rent is due every day. Um, so as far as talking to a leader inside the company, bring data. 
Um, you know, there's plenty of, of case studies out there where companies have made a commitment to a, a feedback loop and seen, again, 20 to 50% reductions in, in turnover, uh, which is, is great for the bottom line, but also they've seen fleet count grow because they didn't have to keep filling this leaky bucket as much. They were able to, uh, um, to grow their, their fleet and to grow your fleet in this market is phenomenal. Uh, and so those are the sorts of stories that I think are, are really powerful to share. And then it just comes down to, to ROI that you know, if you can spend a, a fraction of the cost to replace one driver and retain two or three a month, well, why wouldn't you? Well, and culture too, I mean, you talked about that. You've, you've, you've used the word empathy a few times, uh, culture. I mean, all these things, they all, they all uh, are hand in hand. So um, I do want to talk about before we, before we leave, uh, what the future looks like for WorkCount. First of all, congratulations for raising a round of funding. Um, I want to know, uh, you know, what does that mean for you? you know, what are your plans uh, with now with a full with a full tank? Yeah. So, um, first off, I'm I'm really proud of of the progress we've made as as a company. Um, you know, we've certainly been lean and scrappy to to date and, and operate with speed, simplicity, and focus. And so, I'm grateful for for everything uh, my, my co-founder Andrew uh, has just put up with to to get us to this point and, and pushed us here. Um, so now it's it's really about putting uh, gasoline on the fire. You know, we've got an incredible customer base that uh, helps shape the direction that we're going with the product. And so we want to do more faster. And uh, what's what's been a lot of fun is that as we've grown the company, we have uh, additional populations interested in what we do at WorkHound. And so if you think of all the different places that uh, trucks touch in the supply chain, those same those companies that are our uh, um, trucks are, are going to, they're reaching out to us saying, "Hey, can you support us as well?" And so, with uh, with WorkCount, we want to continue to to make sure we support our uh, our partners in the trucking industry, but also continue to amplify our impact in, in the supply chain. Uh, so, we're really excited for that to have the bandwidth to do it and make sure we do it well. Do you foresee? You know, trucking is a very regulated industry, and I think that's part of the moat that that sort of surrounds companies like yours and mine and others who are in the space that. Um, you don't have the, the depth of, of competition. Do you foresee other non-trucking, um, non-transportation industries that you might even uh, get involved with? Or, or are you, is that something you can't share yet? Well, it's, uh, it, the, the, as far as WorkCount goes, we, we built the, the platform to support distributed frontline workforces. And there's yeah, tens of thousands of companies in, in North America that, that fit that, uh, that criteria. Um, for us as a business, we've always wanted to operate with speed, simplicity, and focus. And uh, we've done that. And, and we know that uh, with, uh, with this additional fuel to the fire, uh, we'll be able to, to maintain that focus, but, but do it at scale. Um, so you know, we, we work with the office staff of companies, like even USA Truck. There's a case study of, of their office staff and the impact that they have using WorkCount on a regular basis with their you know, people in IT, HR, their logistics team, their technicians. Um, so WorkCount already has customers that, that aren't necessarily exclusively professional drivers. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll certainly continue to amplify our impact in, in, in new places. Well, that's fantastic. And, uh, and before we go, I just want to make sure our audience knows where to find you online. Uh, how, where, where do they go if they can, if they want to learn more? So go to workhound.com, workhound.com and, uh, look forward to uh, connecting with you all. And then you're are you uh, you're on LinkedIn. I know uh, you and Katie are pretty active. You mentioned Katie uh, in marketing. She is great, She's a great person, and does a fantastic job. 
Um, easy to find on LinkedIn. I yes. Yeah. Track us down on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. Um, happy to have conversations there. And if anything, if, if our product can be immediately helpful, we, we certainly hope that our, uh, our content can. Um, every week we're putting out uh, unique insights about the challenges in the industry and just opportunities to get better. Uh, so we certainly want to create value any which way we can and uh, you know, look forward to connecting with folks. And I have a hunch. You're probably open to feedback. I, I am. I even have a, uh, a leadership coach that I work with um, she gathers anonymous feedback from, uh, from the team and, uh, I, we work through the, the different, uh, pieces of feedback that come in. So I'm, I'm certainly committed to, uh, leveling up and, um, sometimes the feedback's a gut punch, but it's, uh, it's the only way we get better. And I'd rather go, go to me. I'd rather go to a company than go out to a forum or somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a big believer in feedback, even if it's hard to hear sometimes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Max. Uh, really appreciate our partnership. Look forward to seeing you at some upcoming industry events. Thank you, Jeremy. Catch you around. And thanks for joining me for another episode of Taking the High Road and for spreading the word to your industry peers. We really appreciate it. Remember, you can submit any questions or comments, including those which may appear on upcoming Deeper Dive segments at podcast at driverreach.com. And don't forget to rate and review Taking the High Road on whatever platform you use to listen. Until next time, thank you for Taking the High Road. I'd like to take a moment and ask for your help and support for our friends in Ukraine. There are no words to express how deeply we feel for the people of Ukraine as, as innocent civilians are being forced to protect their families, their country, and their basic human rights. At Driver Reach, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine is personal. We consider our team members as an extension of our family and five of our software engineers, some of which have worked with me since 2013, are in Ukraine. A week ago, we launched a GoFundMe campaign to raise donations for Razum for Ukraine, which provides medical aid, tactical supplies, and equipment for Ukrainian hospitals. Um, thanks to the generosity of many, uh, we've surpassed our goal of $10,000, but we believe with the help of those in this incredible industry, we can raise much more to help the people of Ukraine. Will you join us? Every dollar helps. Thank you.